This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. You sign up today, you bet 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. And SGPN's Big Game Bingo. You get a $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And we're also brought to you by the 57 Bets Challenge from SGPN. $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all of the contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going to be out in Arizona for the big game, make sure to check out our live show at the Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. Register today at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash big game. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the Waste Management Phoenix Open. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with a god of golf, god of golf himself, Steve Shermer, with a special guest, Ryan Baroff, for the DFS preview. What's up, Ryan? How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, let's put Pebble behind us and move on to a real event. Oh my God! Yeah, we we lamented about uh, Pebble yesterday, and like I didn't even know what to do. Like, so I had like Vic and then a bunch of bullshit. Like, whatever. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take my shot at the top and then sprinkling a bunch of losers, and that's exactly what it was. Vic there you go. a bunch of losers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, Steve, I mean, obviously with Pebble. Uh, Top hang uh, for most of the weekend, and even into Monday too. So, what what I want to ask you, Ryan, though, is like, yeah, from like a fan perspective, you know, this obviously is a lot better. Great event, great field. From a DFS perspective, though, do you like these types of field with a lot of stars in it, a lot of variety down the seven thousand dollar range, a lot of like good names to choose from, or do you kind of like some of these ugly duckling events where maybe because you have you know you're a very sharp guy for DFS, maybe you have a little bit of an edge over you know the general public. Good question. Uh, I am not a sharp guy. I will uh, start off with that. But um, I think it depends, you know, in in weaker fields, you normally get, you know, one or two guys who are like very obviously mispriced. Like you'll get that week where like David Lipsky is 30% owned for no apparent reason. Um, I think you will have some chalk, which we'll talk about a little bit. But yeah, I, I like these weeks because there's more options. I think uh, there's still going to be players who spike in terms of ownership and you can get a player equally as good, if not better, at a third or a quarter of the ownership. So um, I definitely will be uh, building differently this week, for sure. Are you focused on it? So, I know, of course, history obviously matters a little bit here, but, I mean, this mm-hmm. is an insanely fucking strong field. Last year yeah. was strong. year before that was strong. But I feel like you know, maybe three years ago, it wasn't as big of a, a big of a draw. So, I mean, how yeah. is, are you factoring in course history heavy at all this week? I would say, so, I mean, I would say a little bit more than normal um, only because I think you have to adapt to the atmosphere. I think that's, that's sort of very clear here. And just historically, we've seen the same guys play well over and over here. You know, Fowler plays well, Mepsiyama plays well, Rom is going to play well. You're going to see the same guys. Um, I will definitely weigh it a little bit more, um, but I'm more about course fit or course type. Um, Haven't decided which way I'm going to go this week yet, but probably bombers. Um, So we'll see where that leads us. You got any course comps that you like? I mean, I think all the TPC courses, right? Like, there's just so many elements of them uh, that are the same. I think uh, this course is is a, a little bit different because I feel like there is room off the tee. Um, I think being able to drive it really well and really far helps. But also, like, there's water. There's the desert. You can get in some trouble here. Um, and we'll talk about it. You know, one of my big bets this week with Sam Burns, that's the biggest concern. Like, he's going to hit great irons. He's going to make a heck of a lot of putts. 
But if he's in the cactus and in the water like he was the last two years, there's <laughs> nothing he could do. Yeah, he was usually mispriced, right? I think uh, what he opened up like 55. 55 on, on yeah, 55. Yeah. And then um, I think he's appropriate, appropriately priced for DraftKings, won't be highly owned, but like I'd rather uh, play a low on Burns or something like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, have you had success in this tournament in the past? By I think so. Uh, yeah. Not as much with um, uh, with DFS. You know, I know that I hit Matsuyama once when he won here. Brooks when he won here. I think everybody was on that. When uh, Brooks was like forty, thanks for Steve. no apparent reason. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's it, it's just a fun event. You know, they finally uh, you know they put on a good show. It's a good product. Yeah. It leads right into the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, what's not to like? I fucking I, I, I love. I love the fact that sorry, Steve messed up on you, but uh, so like when it goes okay. to the playoff, and if I if I have people over, they have to fucking sit and wait for the yeah. fucking playoffs to be over, <laughs> and 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 like for the first like couple times, people were like getting like anxious. I was like, you're my, you're at my house. I have more money on this than I yeah. have a fucking Super Bowl. So fuck off. Like this is what we're watching. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna ask if you're one of those guys who just. If it go when it, when it, it this one is going to go to a playoff probably when it goes to a playoff are you going to keep it probably on this tournament just to see all your bets through or I don't think yeah I don't think I watched the first quarter of any NFL game ever <laughs> like I don't know it's it's just not that interesting so <laughs> listen I mean we got to make sure that we can hit our overs on our national anthem props all right it's actually important to kind of you know point flips national anthem props exactly yeah. that's that's the real sweats of the Super Bowl it's better if you don't watch I, I mean it is yeah. so like I think about that like it's, and then some days. Like I'll be on such tilt where you're like, you know, fuck it, like whatever. I'm just not gonna look at my phone. I'm not gonna check anything. It doesn't matter if I'm actually watching or checking my phone. The results are still gonna be the same. Yep. And like even on bad days, I last for like I don't know, 45 minutes tops before I can pull it out <laughs> and check it again. Like like that's that's about my that's about my line. Like 45 minutes before I have. To sweating start. golf is yeah. I mean, sweating golf is hard. I mean, obviously, like I was trying to watch the coverage yesterday, um, but like. They're at least five to seven minutes behind. You know, I use the Bet365 app oh, more than anything just because they have a great shot tracker and some really cool stats on there. Like, Malnati will be on the ninth tee, and they're showing him, like, putt out on seven. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the first shot of Hovland's I saw all weekend happened about 10 minutes prior. It was that yeah. uh, when he sipped it like four feet for the eagle on two. So, yeah, we, we talked about at length about uh, – Oh, they just decided to ignore one of the best players in that field. Until, of course, uh, yeah. but you had to see, you had to see, you had to see Bateman again. Which is, look, I get like, whatever for your casual viewer, like getting to see a celebrity hit and them, you know, whatever, make corny ass jokes for the for the camera, like whatever. I guess, I guess it's just what we have to deal with. Like it just is what it is. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm done complaining. Okay. <laughs> it's over. We're on, we're on to a great fucking tournament. Oh, did you guys see that they took away the beer bottles this year and they're all souvenir cups? Oh, oh really? t- well, yeah, it's probably dangerous. I guess that yeah, it's sense. definitely dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So they're going to throw the cups now versus the beer bottle. But whatever that was. Uh, so that, 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 that's, that's one change. I saw that. I was like, ah, smart moves. So some, uh, some actuary in a basement was like, our insurance liability is way too fucking high. We are taking away beer bottles. That is it. Mm-hmm. So, all right, why don't we uh, take a quick break and then uh, why don't we start breaking down the uh, Phoenix Open? All right, so. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, aka WinBets builds your own bet. The big game is here, and WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 bucks and get 100 bucks. It is limited to the state of 
probability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot pilot of the week, you get a thousand dollars in free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamepodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamepodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer is subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Why don't we start right at the top here? Uh, $10,000. Ryan, why don't I ask you a question? So, obviously, all these guys are really good. You have Ron McElroy, Scheffler, Finaus, Xander. All of them are probably going to be pretty popular. So, you know, it's early in the week. Uh, ownership is going to evolve, uh, you know, over the course of the week here. Do you have any, like, initial leans here as far as, like, I mean, obviously, it's hard to pick this. Like, is there any, like, guy here that you might be a little cooler on than, you know, the, the other ones? I mean, it's hard. it's hard to, you know, Pick pick up pick up a part, but is there anything you're looking at that might be a little bit of a you know a red flag? Um so anytime Patrick Cantley gets ownership scares me. <laughs> that's just a place that's just a place that I don't want to be. Um and like in this field, yeah, there's a zillion good plays up there. You really, you know, can't poke any holes in anybody. But if I'm gonna go up to the top and play like, yeah, maybe some Scotty Scheffler, but like, I'm just going to play Rory and or Rom. I, I, I just don't see the reason not to. There's a ton of good players here. Like, yes, Fino has been great. Morikawa has been playing great at any week. Justin Thomas can play great, but I think there's a very clear gap from number two to number three. And uh, if I'm spending up here, it's going to be on probably Rom, but uh, also some Rory. So speaking about that, so Rory obviously doesn't have a long course history here. If it wasn't Elliot Bennett event, he probably wouldn't be here. He is also the same guy who wanted to ban alcohol sales because people got too loud on the golf course. <laughs> I feel like this might not be a great fit for somebody uh, who does not like loud and rowdy. Like, I, I mean, I legit think that's a thing. Like, I know it's narrative, but if he was literally gets upset about some jerk off who had too many beers and is yelling, like he's going to a place where it's highly encouraged. I feel like yeah. Rory just doesn't give a fuck anymore uh, yeah, about anything. Like, puts it all behind him. He can play well anywhere. Uh, I think he'll embrace it, right? Like, I think we saw a lot of that last year, just how he's been more open and more public. He's part of the Netflix show now. Um, I'm sure they're there filming again for their next season or next segment, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't have any qualms with Rory. I just, I lean Rom almost every yeah. time, and I'll probably stay there. Me too. I'm I'm always Rom over Rory for yeah. not only golf reasons, but for crazy personal reasons. Yeah, I mean, you first prop is you know the fact that he doesn't like crowd noise as the reason why that you don't want to play him this week. I listen, mean, man, I, where's if, that if in the model? Separate, you know, yeah, listen, man, if you're separating up there, you got to figure out some weird angle, right? Like they're yeah. fucking all world class players. If you don't bet them or pick them, they can all screw you the same way. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, start at the top. I mean, why don't we just break down everything? You know, like nine thousand up. So there's really only two players here that is not really drawing a lot of ownership. I mean, Victor Hovland, who was very, you know, probably a disappointing finish uh, at uh, Pebble Beach. Fitzpatrick, who was pretty bad all week. Ryan, do you have any, like, is there any, either of those interesting this week as far as a leverage play, or you're just going to pass and maybe try and differentiate a little bit, you know, lower down the uh, the price tier here? Yeah, I think both are fine. Um, I think Fitz, obviously a little bit of, of an issue with the injury. I think it was neck. I don't remember what it was neck, neck shoulder or something neck, last yeah. week. Um, I don't like, yeah. Hovland played badly here, um, but like he's an excellent course fit here. Played pretty well yeah. at Pebble again. Uh, he obviously won the hero about a month ago. Like it's not like he's in bad form. And if he's going to come in at eight, nine, 10% owned um, as like my number two guy, even potentially number three guy in your lineup, 
Uh, I would definitely take some shots with Hovland this week. All right, Kappa, I'd be more comfortable. I'd be more comfortable with Hovland over Fitz. The, the injury thing worries me with Fitz. And then is his caddy coming back this week too? He just looked like he was all probably. Yeah, he, he just looked like he was all out of sorts. You know what I mean? So, um, so you mentioned Cantley getting like ownership. I mean, he's not chalk in this fucking range. I mean, Morikawa is getting more. JT's getting more. Home is getting more. Like in the nine K range. So I don't know. You know, I think people Tom um, Kim is gonna Tom Kim is gonna get so highly owned just because of the he's Tom Kim. Yeah. So so is it just the ownership that worries you about Cantley? Is it just because he's only played here once? Uh, like what is it? So I mean, I think one of the things here um is people like to play who they bet, right? For the most part. Yeah, and I absolutely. and I don't think Cantley is gonna be a super popular outright bet by any means. I've seen, like you said, I've seen a lot more Tom Kim, a lot more Morikawa, a little bit of JT and stuff like that. But like when Kentley's 95, 9,400, like he is here, he's just always popular. Like he's that random guy who will pop up to like 23, 24%. And you'll say, well, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think you might see that again this week. Um, so I, I would be it. out on that. But I can see it because, I mean, obviously he's a good course video. He's played it once, lost it. Yeah. How how many holes is that fucking playoff? I don't even remember. I felt like it was forever. Like, uh, it was like five, four, four five, five, six, six yeah, like that, four, yeah. five, right? Yeah. And, and I don't know. Like it's it's not Bermuda, right, Steve? We don't know really. It's what the it's, it's overseated. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's a rye overseed. So, yeah. So it's not. So it's not Bermuda. Like I feel like this is. I feel like it's a great value. Like I pick. I feel like maybe pick somewhere else to get different. Like I don't know. Like I would much rather play uh, the same ownership. Uh, can't lay over JT who's squirrely off the tee yeah. and his, his putting is just, it's so maddening when you have fucking money on him, but he's another guy. You, there's a two in front of both of their betting numbers. And it's like, what do we do with that? And you got the recency bias with Max, Max Homa. He's going to get a bump. So I, I don't know. And then Steve, talk, well, so, so uh, between him and Decky, uh, you wanted to talk about something that was troubling you with Hideki. So <laughs> what, what, what was bothering you about Hideki? Yeah, so I mean, he seems like he's a pretty popular outright pick this week too. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, there's some prices on him in the 40s. Uh, I've seen him it's 35, but obviously with the course history here, really good. His last time out at, at uh, Farmers, he was T7. What's interesting about him though is, I mean, obviously off the tee is pretty big this week, and he has been losing strokes over the last 50 rounds. Been losing strokes over the last 12. Didn't drive the ball all that great at Torrey too. So I looked a little bit into his driving numbers and. We talked about a little bit with his power gap, you know, power leak with the, you know, the neck injury. So at Torrey Pines, he hit 71% of his fairways for the entire week, but he's only averaging 288 off the box, which is really short. So it's almost like he's driving like Russell Henley now. And I can't imagine that's really by design for him. Now, look, like if that's actually like him, like with the neck injury, this is how he's going to get by. That's great. But to me, maybe people are going back to the deck because they say, okay, T7 and Torrey. He's back. He's healthy. You know, he's been great here. I he's still injured. Like I, I don't think him hitting be one of the shortest guys in the field is really by design for him. And that kind of scares me a little bit on him. Just the fact that, yeah, we talked about with Fitzpatrick. He's got that lingering neck injury, but people are gonna over, you know, bypass that with Hideki this week. And I, I think just looking at how he's driving the ball, I, I just I, I have concerns that maybe it pops up this week. Cause it's, you know, you may just wake up one morning and your neck is just, you know, out of sorts and then you're shooting 76. Yeah, man, I'm almost 40. I'll just wake up and random shit will hurt. So yeah, I mean, I completely get that. <laughs> it's like, I can't imagine. Man, so like it, it kind of, it's the course history, right? Like, I mean, it, that's what draws it to him. And I mean, look at Spieth last week. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. He, Spieth is good. 
here no matter what, and then Spieth was not good here no matter what. Um, so yeah, I think I think Hideki's interesting. I'd rather Cantley than Hideki, so I don't know. But here's the thing: like I always get Cantley wrong just because he every time I don't have money on him, he sneaks up from behind and murders me. So uh, when I'm on him, I don't really know how confident I typically am. It's almost like a I don't know, like a defensive reaction when I play Cantley. Okay. All right. So let, why don't we go around the table here? Uh, over nine thousand dollars. Three guys. Just pick your three. Uh, Ryan, why you go first? So Rom's probably one. Who are two others? Yeah, um, Rom one, Scotty Scheffler two. I guess just for ownership, Hovland would be three for me. Okay. Okay. All right, Capper, what about you? So Rom one for me. Then I'll go down to Xander, and then I'll take Cantlay. But I don't think you can fit all three of them. So I'd have to. I'd have to fucking. I'd have to. <sighs> I think I'd probably skip the lower, I skip the lower end of the nines and go into the high eights and grab somebody in the high eights. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I really like Shuffer this week. I think he can go back to back. Uh, yeah. You know, the putter has been a problem for him for the last, you know, six, seven, eight months or so. It seems like it's starting to turn around a little bit. Gained strokes at Century. Well, only lost a little bit at Amex. Uh, this has been a surface, the overseas stuff where he has put very well in his career. Uh, he has two wins in overseas services with at Scottsdale and Austin Country Club, uh, and just the ball string has been impeccable. Off the tee, he has been excellent. I think this is a great golf course for him. I, I'm fine going with him. And then Morikawa, I think he's going to show very well again this week. I mean, he's putted really well the first two tournaments. You know, who knows? Is it just a hot streak, or has he kind of made a couple tweaks? Maybe you know, consulting with some other coaches that might be helping. And just the way he's hitting the ball, uh, mm-hmm. I can't imagine he's not in the mix. And then. You know, I mean, for an ownership play too, like Fitzpatrick on, listen, he was terrible for most of the tournament. Um, he wasn't all that bad. There was a couple, I think over at, uh, was your spyglass or Monterey? He had it going a little bit and then he had, I think a really bad double. Uh, he got caught up in the winds on Saturday, Sunday. He actually played okay though. So I don't know, maybe he's starting to shake up a little bit of the neck injury. I mean, we saw with Xander recently, too. He had that back injury. Very next tournament, he was fine. He does have a decent finish here. Um, you know, he does have a good combination of length and actually off the tee now um, because he's really worked with that part of his game. So I, I don't I, I don't mind that for an ownership play. But, I mean, honestly, if you don't really want to get too cute in this range and because there's a lot of really, you know, in the $7,000 range, $6,000 range, you can differentiate yourself. Just pick your three guys, pick your two guys, and then, you know, move on. That's fine. I guess. I don't know. He just, he worries me. You know, you know me, I'm not a Fitz guy anyway. So, you know, Shame. He, yeah, he's got the, he's got the red cross on his, uh, his flag <laughs> and you hate all guys. It's, uh, it's pretty fucking accurate. Right. <laughs> it's pretty, I like, I love Hatton. You want to go? Good. Yep. You, want you, go. Go. you can get there. No, no. We're talking about guy, guys with the English guys. I like it. I like oh, okay. Hatton. You want to transition Hatton. to that then? Because uh, I actually kind of like Hatton for this tournament. Uh, well, here, before before All you right. sell me on fucking Hatton, make me waste money on him. Uh, listen, if you guys are going to be uh, out in Phoenix, man, uh, to check out the big game, make sure to check out SGP's live show at Ainsworth Thursday at 11 a.m. You register today. Uh, at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash big game. The show's free. And you'll be able to watch the show and have some drinks with the guys at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash big game. Do you like Hatton this week? I do, actually. So it seems like he's kind of figured out the driver a little bit. You look at some of his results over in Europe and just the second half of uh, last year, he started to get a little bit of accuracy back uh, off the tee. That's helped him gain a little bit of strokes. You know, he's got some really good finishes. Obviously, T7 Abu Dhabi, T2 back in the DP World Championship. 
That's fall. Uh, T no. only a T38. The hero uh, Dubai does a classic, but mostly probably because of the putter. Uh, eighth in the Italian Open. Really good on some of these overseas surfaces too. Uh, I mean, he put really well at Sawgrass uh, last year. Uh, T21 at Valspar. Um, you know, he's got um, you know a couple of decent finishes. The Heritage those are overseas greens too. Yeah. So the fact he's driving the ball a little better. Uh, he can putt pretty well on the surface, uh, and he's not really getting any ownership because he hasn't been over here. No. Um, I kind of like him this week for a little bit of a uh, you know pivot play for uh, you know you know for ownership. So yeah, yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, who's the chalky guy going to be? It's going to be young, right? It's yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of these guys don't really seem like they're at least right now um, drawing a lot of ownership. It seems like guys are just peppering the nines and then going right to the sevens. Yep. So, uh, bear up. What about you? Like, uh, anything? I mean, obviously, um, why don't you talk about Sam Burns? Uh, you know, you mentioned at the top of the show, Yeah. why don't you talk about a little bit more about why you like him at this golf course? Yeah. I mean, I think one, like you said, I don't think anybody here is going to be super high owned, right? I think, uh, in terms of ownership and balancing out your teams, I, I think any of these guys, a lot of these guys will be, you know, under 8% probably. Um, I really like these putting surfaces for Burns. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. I am going to lean a little heavier off the tee, especially with length. Again, he fits really well here. And if you dig into like the actual rounds here, um, his iron play has been stellar and his putting overall has been pretty stellar. Like anybody who can do those two things at this golf course. And I know has the length off the tee. um, I think he has a ton of upside, way more upside than I would say speed Hatton, probably Montgomery as well. Um, I would look at Lowry, uh, potentially Fleetwood, but probably more Lowry. He's also been playing pretty solidly overseas. Um, and then why the fuck is Ricky Fowler 8K? Uh, because they, what? because the, the Dodos who, 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 who have, who, but it's because the, he's a known name and they know they're going to have people who have money who haven't played football in a week and they're like scratching their neck to fucking play DFS. And they could price Fowler at whatever they wanted and people are going to click them. And then yeah, the follow seems pretty too. fair this week, but that one, that one is high. It's way high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, former winner high. here back when you know, back in like the mid twenty teens or so, like he yeah. was cranking out top tens. The t- uh, he had a top ten to Tory. He's shown a little bit this fall. I think that's why uh, he's priced this way. But I, I like your argument for Burns. Uh, I, I think he is a great DFS way because he is really boom bust. I mean, I think you're going to know immediately with him uh, what yeah. you're going to get. Like it's either kind of like coming out, you know. Uh, at Amex first round leader, or maybe it's like Houston open where he's like plus five after DFL, and that yeah. was it. So, but yeah, like at, you know, sub 8% or so with his ceiling, you just mentioned the overseas services, two wins at Valspar, uh, a second at the Zurich classic with Billy Horschel. Those are overseas greens T 11 American express, um, a ninth at heritage, a couple other good finishes at Amex. Um, yeah, I, I think the fact that he can putt really well in these overseas services, he's got the length and, you know, he can hit his irons pretty good. Um, I think he's a great DFS play this week. Definitely very good boomer bust and probably a great outright play too, considering his price. Yep. Yeah. His price. Yep. Okay. All right. Capper, what about you? Anything else in this range? I like La- no, I mean, I mean, he talked about Lowry. I mean, he's been playing well overseas. Um, I feel like, I feel like he's a little mispriced Shane fucking Lowry. He's underneath. Taylor Montgomery hasn't done shit on the PGA tour yet. He's yeah. a putting specialist on a course. Like that's where you do have to be long and you have to be good with the broach play. Like, why is he, I feel like he's mispriced. Um, I don't know if ownership will end up reflecting it, but yeah, like you said, been playing good uh, over on the yard tour and uh, listen, who doesn't fucking like Shane Lowry? I watched him make an ace in person and he's a big fat Irishman and uh, yeah, he's fun to watch. And I mean, he's an easy guy to root for. And yeah, I mean, if he's going to come, 
I mean, I mean, I don't think Fleet was going to get a ton of ownership, but I mean, if Montgomery's going to be higher order than him, and Digala from from because of last year, like, and Cam Young because of the narrative, because he's long and straight and he played well over in Dubai, even though it's his first time here. Like, yeah, I'll take the discount uh, on ownership, and I think it's a misprice at eight two hundred. Yeah, Barab, I was going to ask you about Sahid Tagala. I mean, like right now, it's not a whole lot projected ownership. Do you expect that kind of maybe creep a little higher because people might look at what he did last year? Uh, he's a very likable guy. Uh, we might get a little bit more of the public play in DFS this week. Um, you know, do you think maybe he ends up maybe one of the, you know, second or maybe the highest owned guy in the $8,000 range? I don't think so. Um, I think, again, it, it's going to be pretty spread here. I don't see anybody spiking up. Um, and I don't see, like you said, I think roster construction is going to lead people away from this range. Yeah. Um, I think, like, maybe you're going to get people who jam, you know, young or something in as their third guy. Uh, but I think you're going to see a lot of people grab three in the nines and then drop down to the seven. So um, you think people are going to skip? You think people are going to skip over tens? I think a lot of people will. Yeah, because really, look, people are going to figure out that oh, I can get JT Morikawa and Homa all together, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good start. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Um, objectively. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think relative to where they should be, like, I don't think Rom or Rory are going to get up to 28 or 30. Uh, they probably really? should, but I don't see that happening at all. So. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like compared to like, I mean, 11,000 for Rom and 10, a for Rory, considering what they've been doing over the last eight tournaments, I think that's, I, I would say probably underpriced relative to everybody else. Like I really like Sheffer mm-hmm. this week. Like I just have a gut feeling he might, go back to back, but I mean, for pricing, yeah, I, I, I think there's no reason why, you know, go to 11 and then maybe, you know, if you like a couple guys in the eights, um, that's a place to get some really good leverage on the, you know, in your contest. I, I, I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you want to go to sevens or do we have to take another, uh, quick break first? Yeah, let's, let's, let's kill the breaks, then we can, then we can go. Uh, also, the Big Game Bingo. you got to make sure you sign up for the SGPN app and get your own Big Game Bingo card. Full of all your favorite big game prop bets. If you get the bingo, you'll win a $57 SGPN gift card. The only catch is you must be subscribed to the Sports Gaming Podcast and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube to win. And in honor of the Big Game, SGPN is hosting a prop bet contest. Make your picks on for 57 different prop bets. Winner gets $570 in cash and a $570 gift card at the SGPN store. All contests are free to play uh, and exclusively on the SGPN app. The bingo shit is fun because, like, I'll get my daughters to do it too, and it'll get them to, like, pay attention to the game and, like, want to know if one of their squares is gone. Like, uh, <laughs> I got my I got my littlest one who does the gymnastics somewhat into golf and football at this point. Like she's asking questions. I'm not pushing. She's asking like buying questions as a sales guy. Like she's asking buying questions and I'm like, Oh, she's interested in this. And so like the bingo thing, I think actually helped from Thanksgiving because she didn't give a fuck about football prior to that stupid bingo card on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything to help the little ones get involved in sports to uh, make it okay for you to sit in front of the TV all day. Well, listen, uh, this is the, listen, daddy, daddy works hard. I will, I will watch, I will watch the golf on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go under $8,000 where this is probably the most interesting part of the board. this week. A lot of names, a lot of really good names. Um, there's a couple of players. You're getting a lot of concentration of ownership, but uh, there's, I think some other really good plays are, you know, low on too, but Capper. All right. Let's go to you. Yes. Um, let's bury the hatchet from last night. Um, yeah, sorry for everybody who thought we were extra bitchy. <laughs> listen, listen, brothers fight sometimes. Okay. Exactly. It happens. So as an apology to you, uh, you can talk about Keegan for as long as you like, and I will <laughs> go on mute. So all right, go. <laughs> well, listen, man, Keegan, I mean, seriously, Keegan uh, destroys par fives 
from 550 to 600, right? Uh, he's fourth in this field at that. He was the best fucking putter at the Farmers. He gained over seven strokes putting. And I made this stupid example last night, kind of like how like it trended, right? When he when he lost, when he gained 6.1 the week before the Zozo, he won, and he lost the two prior to that. Well, he lost the two prior to the Farmers, gained seven, a little better than six. And he's coming up. Now, listen, do I really think he's going to win? I think he's got a shot. He's one of these guys down here where I like his 80 to one number. Uh, and I think he's got a shot. I think it's insulting. This guy's a major winner. He won less than two months ago. And he's priced down here with some jerk offs, really. Like, I feel like I feel like he's mispriced. Uh, he's a great long iron player. And he's so good at putting now. It's just weird. Like, it, like we have to come to the reality that, like, all, all of a sudden, aim point, as annoying as it is to watch on fucking TV, works for him. So I love fucking Keegan. There's, there's no uh, there's no secret to that. I'm, I bet him outright. I'm gonna bet him top twenty because I can get him at. Uh, I get him at. I got him at plus three fifty top twenty. That's fucking insulting. Um, and I'll probably play him in DraftKings. It depends on where the ownership's gonna come at it though, because he he does seem. Where's he at right now? Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring this up to you. Uh, how does it feel that Corey Connors right now looks like he's gonna have double the ownership as uh, as Keegan? That must make you feel. Pretty That's good. awful. That is terrible. <laughs> Like why? Well, like how are you taking fucking Corey Connors? The dude can't put a lick. He hasn't been good in a while. His course history here is meh at best. I mean, listen, I know Keegs is great either, but uh, I don't know, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like that's that's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Right. I mean, Unbelievable. I, to rationale the Corey Connors love from a model perspective, because I, I I can kind of see where this is going. I mean, obviously. Really good off the tee, mostly because he hits a lot of fairways. Great ball striker. Has success on overseas services. Uh, if you look back uh, at his career at some of these golf courses, I mean, obviously, really good at Harbor Town. Uh, he's put pretty well at, uh, like, TBC Sawgrass. He puts well at Scottsdale. So if you do your homework, you do your agronomy homework, you might see, okay, he can't putt a lick, but on these services, he is a little more comfortable. That's the argument for Corey Connors. Now, whether you want to – you know, go with 20% of the contest and take no. him where there's Keegan Bradley or, you know, I, or I Billy Ho or well, Horschel's been kind of a, we haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Remember at Sony, he could not find the center of the club face with the driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little concerning. Now it yeah. is a couple of weeks ago though. He yeah. could have maybe strained that out. Uh, he's got some good course history here. Um, yeah. You got your boy, Siwoo Kim, who actually now is starting to find fairways, which is, you know, in contrast to where, Weird. <laughs> like, a lot of his bad course histories because he was a mess. Like, you look back of, like, some of his results lead up to the Phoenix Open. Like, he was a disaster, and this is not a good place to come where you can't really hit any fairways and you're splitting all over the place. But now he's actually driving it pretty well. Maybe he's actually going to be okay this year. So, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Listen, you know I love to bet Siwoo. I don't know. It seems like he should be better here. His course history is shaky, but he's good on TPC courses. I don't know, but I can't like all these fucking guys. Like I liked Bill. I like Billy Ho. I know it's a risk. I like his course history here and whatever. And I'm going to play Keegan, especially at half the fucking ownership of the Canuck. Con. Yeah. <laughs> all right. 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 What about you? Like anything that piques your interest from like 7,500 to $8,000 here? Yeah. Um, I love Keegan too. I yes, uh, let's go. Just going to get that out there. However, a little caveat for you. I okay. I will predict that Keegan Bradley will be equal or higher owned than Corey Connors by the end of the week. Yeah. I, I think that's so going to narrow to 14-14 or 15-14 or something like that. So I don't think that decision is going to matter too much. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I agree. Keegan is not a, a great putter, but he's been a very good putter and he is miles ahead of Corey Connors. Uh, their ball striking is very similar. I'll take Keegan cause he hits it further. Um, so yeah, he's like, I think there's a few plays here that stand out to me. Keegan would be one of them. Um, right below him, Alex Noren. Um, he's been really good over in Europe as well. Um, a little, uh, added motivation Ryder cup year, uh, one of his spots just got taken by Justin Rose, so he's he's got to fight for another one. Um, I think he will make that team, by the way. I think he will be on there, but um, he's got some work to do. Three of three cuts here, sixth last year, just kind of does everything pretty well. Like, he's long enough. Irons are good enough. Short game is good enough. And then um, I think Keith Mitchell should be about the highest zone player on the board this week. Like, how he played last week, or I guess just this morning, um, this week, yeah, this at, at Pebble, on a course that's not perfect for him, on a putting surface he does not like at all. Now he's coming to one that he should love, that favors distance a little bit. Like, I think those three should be the highest owned, and they will be my three highest yeah. owned. So. I was going to ask you about Noren, because I'm not a Noren guy ever. Just because I don't know, like I don't know the Euros. Like I, I've started, like the Euros that I know is listening to you and, and like Skyhook. Well, people things. don't know Noren. A Noren was a top ten player in the world. Like, granted, a lot of that was due to he racked up like six wins in Europe in a short period of time. But like, he was ninth in the world for a while, yeah, not yeah. too long ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he like won the he won the, like the French Open. He won a couple of he won everything. The, uh, yeah. uh, the BMW, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Nordia, Matt, like all that stuff in a very short period of time. His- yeah, and then he came over his- here for a little bit. Like, he finished second to Jason Day at Tory. I think he did yep. well at like Sawgrass. And yeah, like you just mentioned, like pretty good history at Scottsdale. Um, really good putter on some of these overseas services. A lot of just solid finishes too. Like you know, a lot of like solid top thirty finishes. And he's all he's borderline players. still like a top 35 golfer in the world, I would yep. say. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and like, yeah. And then like, you know, you just said like three consecutive top five finishes or two consecutive top five finishes over the European two were a T4, a Houston Open. Yeah. Uh, you know, like dr- like the, the driving numbers, like from a strokes game perspective, aren't like <laughs> eye popping, but they're good enough for Alex Noren's standards. They're better than what they were. So, yeah, I, I, I think considering where his ownership is shaking out here, uh, you know, his relative form just so early this year and last fall. I, I really like Alex Norton. So, one. so take a guess, where does uh, data golf have him ranked in their uh, rankings? Well, I, I have data golf uh, pulled up here. So. Okay. I'll so, go to Capra. Uh, Capra, where do they have Norton ranked? I'll go 48th. 18. Oh, okay. 18 in the world. Right. So yeah. wait, wait. So data golf is using the, the European stats too. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah, yeah, they okay, pull okay. in all, all that stuff. I was just, because, I was assuming yeah. they weren't using that. That's why you. He's were. so he is number thirty-seven currently on in OWGR real rankings, yeah. but eighteen in the data golf rankings. Yep. Yeah, because you you gotta you. I mean Abu Dhabi. I mean, it's a good field. Being, yeah. being yeah, it was a good field, and you gotta be long there too, and a T five there. Right. Yeah, and like a T two a DP World Championship and Rom won the event. Did so. he do good in match play? He's he, done well. He he's done yeah, well he's in Austin. Well yeah, like like I, he, yeah, I, feel, I think he finished second in his group. Like yeah, he finished second in his group last year. Um, yeah. I think that's the only time he's played match play though. Yeah, I feel like I had Austin. Him it worked out. I, I made money on him in match play, but I, it's fuzzy. But I'm pretty sure that's one of the only times I played him. Yeah, yeah. Well, so so that actually throws me off because Data Golf has him so high. He's probably going yeah. to be very popular, which sucks. 
Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we'll see because we haven't seen him in forever, right? And like we talked about, we're gonna get more public in than we normally yeah. do. And and I mean, what do you? I mean, what do you think the split is for like? All right, so let's say the big three are Dak, golf, fantasy national, and I think now Rick probably gets a shit ton too, <laughs> yeah. right? So, like, what percentage of the guys who play DFS? I would say fantasy national is still probably the lion's share of the market, right? It just depends where you play. Like the higher stake stuff, like all of them are using data golf. Yeah. Um, all of them are using the same optimizers. Like, I mean, they'll be making all their lineups will be either two v two, right? Two v two, yeah, I know. Just yeah. Kind of shuffle out like Keegan versus Connors or something. Yep, yeah, exactly. It's so wild, man. The, <laughs> the, the, the game is insane. I know. I know your boy Wiley calls it Kino, and it, and it, it basically is Kino. Yeah, Wiley quietly has picked the last two winners and not told anybody. So you know, oh, I, that's fun. Yeah, I've heard, yeah, he picked Rose this week. I I heard that he, he picked so. Homa and then Rose, and yes. uh, and he didn't share with the class. So, <laughs> well, there was another mush that also picked Rose. I think threw everybody off the set. Oh, that's what I was gonna. That's what I meant to yeah. go back. I didn't want to step on you on that. Now you talked yeah. about fucking Morikawa. I mean, we believe in the curse, man. Yeah, the right? Sobel curse. So like, but and a curse. No, yeah, the, exactly the Sobel curse. So I. I didn't say it, uh, but the um, but Andrew Curse came through this past week. He had fucking Rose too. So I texted him today. I texted Steve. I was like, "So does this mean I can ignore it and bet Morikawa?" Like, because immediately I saw that too, and then he came out. And there's a Sobel Curse. I, I I mean, I'm wicked superstitious, so I'm probably still gonna stay away from it. Like I don't know, a blind a blind squirrel will find a nut every once in a while. Yeah. I guess that's the Andrew Curse thing. Like I'm gonna stay away. I believe in the curse. So, okay. All right. While we move to the bottom end of this range, uh, bear up anything that uh, brings <laughs> us down here too. I mean, uh, besides Gary Woodland. Can I say Gary yeah, Woodland? Yeah. Come on. So, come on. So, Give us, sell me on Woodland. Let's go. So the first thing I'll say, and and I am probably dumb, and I'm not going to play these guys, but the flop leg from last week on Hoagie and McNeely, great spot. Yeah. You know, uh, these guys are both going to be like three percent owned or four percent owned this week. So if you're smart, play them. If you're dumb, play Woodland. Um, but no, I just, so I just tweeted a couple, like right we came on. So, I mean, Woodland, obviously past champion here has, has very solid course history. Um, if you just look at the ball striking stats over his last five events, he's gaining almost three strokes off the tee. Now, a couple of those were just one round, right? You know, one round of Tory and stuff like that. Uh, but he's also gaining a stroke on approach. Like, I don't care. Like I will play anybody at that. And here he's in the low sevens. He's 151 on a course that he's done very well. Like, I don't know. There just seems like there's no reason not to play him. He's not going to be popular or anything like that. Um, but then right below him, my other vice is uh, Wyndham Clark. Um, Wyndham Clark was first round leader here a couple of years ago, shot a 61. That is basically all I need to see. I, I don't need anything else. You can play this course well. You hit it far. You putt well. He's a much better player now than he was uh, back then. Um, I'm going to have a lot of those too. The only other one that I will say that I don't think is going to get any ownership is Lucas Herbert. Um, Let's go. Right? Back-to-back top five Let's finishes uh, worldwide. And uh, obviously, you know, he won a crappy event, but he's won on tour. So he can do it. Won a couple times over in Europe. Um, makes a shit ton of birdies. And is arguably the best putter on tour. Now, I think obviously He's uh, Montgomery has taken that over and uh, in uh, strokes game putting. Yeah, so uh, that's that's one hundred percent my guy. Like I always, I bet him. I bet him last week. Like I bet him and Cam Smith. Like whatever. And yeah. He came in third. He gave me a nice little dick tease. And he's and <laughs> the ownership is still not. It's not there. He's like he's going to be sub five percent. And listen. Yeah. 
his, his irons are trash. Like they just are what they are. Right. Like, but he's long off the box. Now you don't know where it's going all the time, but he averages three eleven to three twelve off the box. That's plenty long for here. Mm-hmm. And if he can make the putts on easy putting, like, yeah, man, like, I, and like you said, he makes a shit ton of birdies and that's important in the F. Yeah. So I fucking, I love, I love the ear. Let me ask about another longer hitter that isn't might not be drawing a lot of ownership. It's kind of similar to some of the, you guys. Do you think the Garrett Hago bubble might burst this week? He's been playing good lately. He has been. Uh, no, I I think he's a play. I do. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember. Was it last year where he shot like a sixty three or sixty four here? Hey, finished mm-hmm. T twenty one last year. Yeah. Yeah, like he had one. Maybe it was Saturday. He was like eight under, seven under, something really low. And again. That's all I have to see. Um, he's been playing well recently. He did much better last week than I thought. Um, he's had multiple uh, strong finishes. Was it at the, the Sanderson Farms that he almost won? Was that the one? Yep. So he's got a third yeah, at Sanderson. Yeah. He finished T11 at Amex. And I'm also looking at his overseed to history. He has not lost strokes putting uh, in five events. And one of those events was a T4 with his own ball at the Zurich, which yeah. you got. I mean, you don't have sats, but... He probably played pretty well that week. Probably pretty I'm well. still bitter that he somehow lost a fucking head-to-head matchup with, against Harry fucking Higgs with a five-stroke <laughs> lead going in on Sunday. There you go. Uh, I'm still – that's a fresh wound. That's two weeks old. Like, I was like uh, – that's one of those ones where it's like, okay, that one's cashed. And then I check later. I'm like, wait, Nothing is cashed. If you've ever bet on on a European golf no, I know. or a guy like Higgo who played over, it is never over. Trust me, <laughs> never. I know. I know. I know. And I, and, and as soon as I blame myself too, I was like, that's what I get for unstarring them. That's what I get. <laughs> like, I blame myself. Capper, any, some of these, I mean, we talk a lot about bombers, any shorter guys uh, down here that might pique your interest? No, I like clack too. Um, no, I mean, not really. I, I don't know what to do with Pendrith. I got a blind spot for this guy. I can't think. Play him. Like, Play like, him. like, short, like shorter in length of off the tee. I mean, like we're talking. Oh, not ownership. Okay. Um, no, like I don't want to play Hammond. Um, I'm not playing Kucher. Well, I'm going back to JJ Spawn. <laughs> no, I think he's. I think you were right about him. I mean, he got I caught. Up, yeah, I mean, he got caught up on South in bad weather. He played fine on Thursday. Yeah. He's got, I think, a top, like a top five here. Um, I'm not playing because I'm like, he's, he's terrible. So it's bad, but, um, what Brendan Todd did this week, um, Mm -hmm. have you looked at his putting stats here? Yeah, I think they're, he's like number one putting on this golf course. So that's combined with the fact that the iron play was fine last week. Like, I don't know. I'm not playing too many short hitters, but Todd would definitely be one of the ones that I consider. Yeah, I mean, he's going to hit a lot of fairways. You're going to get an extra roll here, too, because it's going to play pretty firm. And if he's hitting his irons pretty good. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Hadwin's always good on the overseated surfaces. Um, I think his ownership is probably going to be a little higher, though. But that's a guy who just makes a lot of cuts here. And he's yep. 7100 7, bucks. So that might be pretty useful. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think we kind of covered. Has Mullen already been playing overseas? Um, uh, yeah, but he he played really well. Um He's shown signs. He would not be the worst play. Um, and again, Ryder Cup year, not just yeah. a Ryder Cup year, Ryder Cup year in Italy. In Italy, yeah. Where his brother is one of the, the vice captain. Like, there's a lot going on there. Eduardo? Uh, they want an Italian on that team. It's probably not going to be Guido. So, no. <laughs> yeah, Molinari makes what happened, that here. what happened to that guy, by the way? Uh, a lot of bad things happen. I think uh, ball striking, I think. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, like, Prince, like I was a guy who, like, it's I, my soul was also stuck 
uh, at the Masters because I had a shit ton of money on him, uh, and it cost me a bunch of money in uh, DFS when he left the. You got to see Tiger yeah. win. Relaxed. All good. All <laughs> I good. get it, dude. I'm All just, good. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just saying. Like, we we I couldn't mean, we couldn't fully enjoy it though. That's the problem. That the problem. <laughs> I, I had Kepka. I, I had Xander. <laughs> I couldn't fully enjoy the moment. I was like, I'm like, shit. I want you to bogey, dude. And I love golf, right? But I only started loving golf like in my late twenties. Yeah. Like I, I like I didn't grow up with it. I didn't play it. Like you know what I mean. Like so, I still love my money more than <laughs> than than, 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 a, than a, any particular golfer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Molinari, I mean, he's played okay here. Ryder Cup here, like he's a shorter knocker. Like yep. he'll randomly show up in places. Ownership's going to be low. His pedigree is there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mind Molinari. Just sprinkle a little. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why don't we move under $7,000? Ryan Baroff, do you have any uh, dumpster die plays uh, to fill out the end of your lineups? Yes, of course he does. Of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying not to go here too much. Um, I'm not ready to quit Sam Ryder yet. Uh, he was very, obviously very encouraged by how he played at Torrey. Uh, he's done well here. He's long enough off the tee, just, just makes a lot of birdies and obviously feels like someone who can handle this environment. So, Sort of no issues there. Um, no, I'm not playing Callum Terran anymore. I don't know. The only other guy. Uh, you won't play Callum Terran, but you play Jimmy fucking Walker. Yeah. I, just, my. I guess just as bad this week um, on some flop lag. I will go back to Scott Piercy one more time. Oh, Piercy, God. He fucking screwed me last week. He just, he just plays good desert golf, and he's a good putter. Um, his ball striking with for his one round that we have at, at Pebble last week was fine. Um, the previous event that he played, the iron play was pretty good until Sunday or until the final round on Saturday. He just seems like a guy who can get a top 30 and, uh, and can score. So, But I'm not going down here for much. Okay. Capper, what about you? Russell Knox, why not? Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, man, listen, dude, he makes cuts. I mean, when was the last time he missed a fucking cut? He's 6900 right? So if you need an extra 100 to $2 in savings. Yeah. Well, let's see. When was the last time he missed a cut? Dude, he hasn't missed a cut since the fucking Shriners. Pretty and good. his tournament history is, isn't terrible here. He's, uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Dude, he hasn't missed a cut here since 2018. Listen, he's not sexy. He's not going to fucking win your tournament, but he's not going to fucking lose it for you either. You know what I mean? You're not going to get the ejecto button. On Friday, like in theory, right? You should, you should be able to hang <laughs> in on theory, get, yeah. you some, get you some, in theory. You should be able to get you some points over the weekend. Um, why is Hayden? Sorry, why is Adam Svensson sixty five hundred? I don't know. I think I kind of just noticed that. Probably not the best course for him, but like the guy just won. Just the won. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Yeager that, is that, higher that, priced than him. Yeah, that seems like a mispriced. Svensson played well at the Sony too. He putted like shit, uh, but he gained like four or five strokes ball striking there. I don't know. That makes yeah, sense. What's this? Oh, I don't hate that. I didn't. I don't think I noticed that either. That's a ridiculous price for Svensson. Yeah, he's never played here, but I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. What about? Just, hold on. Oh, I got, going, what do you guys going. think about what, what? Yeah. So I got a couple. I got questions down here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to need to bounce down. <laughs> right. So, um, what about Johnny Vegas? Coming off the back surgery, he looked okay in his last start. He played well here the time he's played. Any thoughts on Vegas? He's a bomber. Wasn't he just in Saudi? I don't know why he's not in Saudi. Or did they deny him? They they denied. They might have denied (laughs) Vegas from going. No, they didn't. Vegas was Vegas was the first guy who was sponsored by Golf Saudi. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he's not there. Like I knew Munoz was gone. I figured Vegas would be the last 
of the Latinos to go, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I mean, T25 yeah. at Farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll always come off Vegas. of surgery. I have no problem with Vegas. I, I play him more than most. Yeah. I don't know, buddy. I play him a lot. He's been <laughs> I, first round leader staple. Um, lots of DFS heartbreak. Um, so I like I like Vegas because he's long. That's a great price for him, man. I fell in love with Vegas when he when he drained that putt. I was in person when he drained that like whatever it was seventy fucking foot putt at at Sawgrass. And I was like, yeah, this guy's awesome. I'm forever going to lose money on you. Um, <laughs> And then what about, what do you guys think about Buckley? So when I, I made, I made a weird model where he came out number one in a model. Yeah. And I was like, this model's broken. Um. <laughs> so, so my concern with Buckley, well, I mean, one, I think like the field strength is so much better here that like, you're going to look at his results, which have been good and pretty consistent, yeah. but like all those like top 15, top 20s are now going to be like top forties in a field like this. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about his, his, uh, uh, driving distance. Like he drives it really well. Um, yeah. I think a course like Sony, for example, was much better for him. Um, I'll probably go back to him. Like when we go to Florida for the Florida. Honda and Valspar and, uh, those sort of courses. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like he, he's statistically, he's gaining a lot of strokes off the tee. Yep. So that's probably why in your model, it, it pops. I mean, I, I think he might hit, I, I think of everybody under 7,000, he's probably going to draw probably the most ownership. Uh, I'll, I'll, pass on, I'll pass on that then. Yeah. So yeah, probably. people love Hayden Buckley for sure. Yep. Then, I'll, then I'll pass. Um, other than that, I had a question on. I don't have all my favorite stuff. Hang on. Yeah. What are Brandon Wu's down he, there? Um, yeah. Yeah. He just pop, he was way higher owned than I thought he would be last week, and I think again it's just the California narrative, right? He went. Yeah. I think he went to Stanford. Um, yep. But he's obviously from out there, so maybe that carries over a little bit since he finished uh, either. Third or tied for second, whatever it was. Second. Played. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Right. No, I, yeah. He's, um, I had Wu Mel Nadi teams and still lost. So that tells you how, <laughs> how, how stupid the week was. Yeah. This game. Yeah. This game we choose to play. Funny game. Uh, I mean, as far as some guys I like down here, um, I mean, Scott Stallings at a T15 at Pebble. Like his course history overall sucks, but I think he's made four of his last five cuts at Scottsdale. Most of his bad course history is from like early 2010. So. I mean, if you want a guy to just make the weekend, it seems like he's kind of figured it out just to at least do that. He doesn't really do much once he makes the weekend, but six nine hundred bucks, that's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, Mark Hubbard finally did something after a DQ and a miscut and all that stuff. And I think he has a good finish here or so. So he he helped me. He helped me. He was one of the heroes that dropped back for me so I could cash my Taylor, I think he was and, hurt. My too. Taylor top twenty bet. <laughs> was he hurt? Okay. Well, I think I think I remember something like he did something stupid at home and he like needed surgery on his finger or something. Uh so maybe that was contributing. But yeah, I people love Mark Hubbard too. I don't know. He's just like one of those guys that when he's down in the sixes, he's like, Oh, Mark Hubbard's twelve percent. Why? You know? <laughs> uh I mean that's really about it. I mean I think Lee Hodges is better in what he's showing, but he's missed like four straight cuts, and it's hard to miss five, miss five straight cuts in a row. So. I mean, Lee Hodges and Gary Woodland are the same guy at this point. <laughs> That's an insult. Whoa. <laughs> that, that, that is. Lee Hodges ain't got no major. We hit that major, too, so like that will live on forever. Yeah. Yo, I remember that because like uh, my uh, so my wife's birthday is like right around Father's Day, so yeah. a lot of times it doubles up, and it was Father's Day, and I was like, and her birthday at the same time. And I, and I was like, 
really want to go finish watching the open. I had money on Woodland and it was her birthday. And so this is like cool outdoor spot, which is actually right outside of Sawgrass. It's called um, Pussers. It's like an yeah. outdoor bar. It's kind of shitty, uh, but whatever. It's a good spot. And, um, and so we, we were wa- watching it there on Father's Day and it was her birthday and a cash Woodland. Like it was a very, very happy golf memory for me. Yeah. Great day. Great day. Great day. There you go. So. All right. Well, I think we wrapped up DFS here. Uh, Ryan Barf, do you have any uh, outrights you're on before we uh, get you out of here? Yeah. So, I mean, like, like most people uh, hit a lot of those early DraftKings numbers that have been out for, I mean, they've been out for months. I don't know what they were doing, but um, yeah, the Cam Young 45 is just a bad number. I think everybody who can bet on that book has that one. Um, Burns 55. And that was really it. I, I of course, bet Woodland, Herbert, and Clark. Those are the other three. But, you know, those are very large triple-digit bombs. So very heavy on Burns and Young in the outright market. What about what about what, what year What year was you got for us? Um, great question. Let me pull up my list. I'm just going to give you one. Um, <laughs> so uh, the shortest guy yeah. that I bet You can plug is, your Twitter so people can go find him later. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Arberoff427. So the shortest guy that I bet was Veerman. Um, okay. He's actually American, so that doesn't count. But <laughs> okay. I'll tell you who we bet this week. I think you're going to like this one. Rafa Cabrera Bayo. Let's Woo. go. Let's go. Oh, he RCB, was, baby. He was in the 70s on, on DraftKings this morning, probably down to 55 or 60 now. But, like, it's the type of shitty event in Singapore that nobody watches that, like, you just got to scramble your ass off. Perfect for him. Perfect. Yeah, dude. Like, I, the, I, What happened to him? Like, first of all, I didn't realize he was old as he was, I think. I, yeah. The uh, found out, the, ball, like, the ball striker, I think, really faded for him. Like, he's most yeah, yeah, he's never he's really rather than putting. He's yeah. never been a good driver, right? Like, the yeah. short, he's kind of like a bad version of Norin to an extent. Um, yeah. but yeah, he's he's on the comeback. He's made five of his last six cuts, had a 10th and a 13th recently. Fire up some RCB. Yeah, Dude, I, I love it. I feel like I've cashed two first round leaders with RCB. Yeah, yeah he's right. got some, he's got some wonderful uh pipes too. He's got some good, there you go. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, all right. A Super Bowl pick. Who you got? Chiefs until I hear otherwise. Uh, yeah, Chiefs for me. Gross. How can you root for that? Fuck? I'm Good I'm not necessarily rooting for them. Uh, just, but I'm I, gonna bet them. I, I, yeah, I can't bet them. I can't get behind Kelsey and Mahomes' family. They're all terrible. They, <laughs> I mean, there's a Kelsey on the Eagles too. So. Yeah, yeah, but Travis is a giant douchebag. Like he is so bad. He had a fucking re- dating reality. I mean, show. Ja- I mean, Jason. They're both from tra- Cleveland, so yeah. you know. Oh, they're from they're from Cleveland. Both from Cleveland Heights. Yep. Well, who is both? The brothers are both from Cleveland. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, they're I brothers. Would, I, would, I, would, I would assume. I would assume they were both from Cleveland. <laughs> one from Cleveland, one from Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. All Went right. to Cincinnati together. Yeah. All right, bro. I'll tell everybody where they can find you. The wow. Mayo Media Network. Uh, oh, sorry, dogs. Sorry. No, it's all right. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I can be found wherever uh, I get invited. Uh, no, uh, Ardbarrow427 on, on, on Twitter. DMs are always open. I will, uh, I will commit to firing off at least two Gary Woodland tweets per day this week. That's the worst. Uh, and, and hopefully this is the one. This is not the one. This, this never happened. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve, what else you got, buddy? Uh, nothing else. Uh, Capper, I'm glad we kept it very civil tonight. Civil tonight, <laughs> yep. not bitchiness. Exactly. That's why I, to- that's why I told him. I was like, listen, we're just like, do we talk like fucking three times a week? We text all throughout the week. Like, we're going to argue. Like, 
fucking what happens it, it happens it happens so <laughs> yeah so we'll be back on tomorrow night with uh Pamela Maldonado of Yahoo Sports uh break down the rest of the betting card and uh yeah we'll see you then Yep. Other than that, you can find Steve in Discord. You can find me uh, lurking on Twitter at Boston underscore Gapper. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Fuck, we have Bear Off on, so that means we're going to print money in DFS this week. Let's, Let's do it. Go.